Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales, a kids' podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I'd like to wish a very happy birthday to Finley. Finley, I hope your birthday is awesome. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Tales. Grown-ups, Girl Tales is brought to you by families like yours. If you'd like to hear your child's name at the top of our next episode, or if you would like me to wish them a happy birthday, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is Anagolai and the Realm of Lost Things. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Her name is Anagolai. And she's a Philippine goddess. And like most goddesses, she's the goddess of something. But I'm not going to tell you that quite yet. You see, many, many, many years ago, when Anagolai was just a young goddess, she didn't know what she was the goddess of either. She was simply Anagolai. Sure, she was the daughter of the great Lakapati, goddess of fertility, and Mapulan, god of the seasons, But what was she the goddess of? You see, the deities, gods, and goddesses are often called upon by what they do, how they help the world and its inhabitants, like us here in Freshwater. And Anagolai, well, whatever she'd tried to help with was either claimed or it was something she wasn't particularly good at. 
Each time, she'd go to bed and express her troubles to her parents. They would tuck her in and tell her a new bedtime story, filled with creatures and subjects to inspire her. But dragons, well, they could sense her fear. Fairies, very clean and organized. And she was kind of a mess. Singing. I mean, her mom said she had a nice voice. Anagolai would spend time with the other deities, but they would often forget she was even there. When playing games, she would be the last pick, if picked at all. When studying, the elders would never call on her. When attending parties, she was practically a ghost. Anagolai felt forgotten, lost in her own world. And the more she felt this hollow, this emptiness in her chest, the more she started seeing it. At first, it was just a dark sliver in the corner of her eye, like something stuck and forgotten in the pages of a book. Anagolai would turn to face it, and it would be gone. One day, with nothing to do, Anagolai journeyed into a deep jungle of the Philippines, wandering until she was well and truly lost. And in the corner of her eye, the sliver grew into a doorway. A dark curtain separating one world from another. And Anagolai launched herself through it. After shaking her raven hair out of her eyes, she found she was on her hands and knees in a bustling marketplace. A tiny brown bear tottered past her, stopping to look at her with green button eyes. It was a toy bear that could walk. The toy raised its paw in a friendly wave. Uh, you all right? Ah! Anagolai screamed. A talking toy? A walking, talking toy? What kind of place was this? That's when she finally heard a seller from a nearby stand calling out to her. Handpicked from the forest of lost jewels. Like to try something on? Make this lost item yours today. Anagolai stared in awe at the emeralds, diamonds, and gold on the table. The seller waited a moment for her reply, before shifting their attention to a kingly black cat strolling past the stall. Datu, Datu! Something for the calico lady or your orange tabby friend? Not today, Lou. Only fish on my shopping list. And of course, ribbons for the kittens. Still, Datu's golden cat eyes couldn't resist taking in the wares. So tempting. But with a twitch of his black tail, Datu pulled himself away from the glittering gems and nearly ran into Anagolai. Anagolai? Both were shocked to see their friend in this place. Datu, it's been... The last time I saw you was... You were looking for your... Yes, my human family. That was so many years ago now. Did you ever find them? Datu shook his head, a softened sadness reaching his eyes. Then his pearly white fangs poked out as he grinned. But I did find a family of my own here, in the realm of lost things. That's what this place is? Anagolai stood and fully took in the rest of the marketplace. Everywhere she looked, there were animals, books, people, toys, imaginary friends, clothes, opportunities, tools, and so on. 
everything that could be lost seemed to be living a fruitful life here. Anagolai beamed. The delight and happiness around her were infectious. Come, let me show you around, and then you can meet my family. Datu smiled as he took Anagolai's hand in his paw. Anagolai returned the cat's smile. I would love that. And so, while finishing his shopping, Datu told Anagolai more about the realm of lost things, a world hidden away from the material plane where freshwater is. One might catch it in the periphery of their vision when they've just lost something or are feeling lost themselves. That dark curtain, Anagolai thought, it must be the doorway between these worlds. Datu then led Anagolai out of the market to show her some of the other wonders of this world. First, he took her to the pit of lost sandals, shoes, and socks, which had them both pinching their noses. The stench was so powerful. Then to the lake of lost loves, supposedly made of billions of teardrops. It was marked with a sign reading, Freshwater, all one word. Seems the sign lost a space, Anna Golai joked to herself. Then to the tower of lost toys, where Anna Golai met the toy bear again. Her name was Treasure, and she introduced the young goddess to many other lovely toys, like a bag of talkative marbles and an old doll who kindly offered them two vibrant red ribbons for Datu's kittens. Finally, Datu took her past the mountain of lost memories. It reminded Anagolai of a volcano from back home. A thick mist hovered around it, hiding its peak from view and little orbs of color drifted into a cave entrance at its base. She was mesmerized by them. Beautiful, aren't they? Memories, Datu asked Anagolai, his tail drifting slowly back and forth. Anagolai nodded and watched a bright green memory being escorted by a smudge of fog. What's that? Anagolai asked, pointing at the fog. Hmm, not certain. Some memories come of their own volition, but some are escorted by that mist. It's a shame, really. Obscures the colors. Anyway, we're just about home. Come. Anagolai lingered a moment, watching the green fog-cloaked memory as it vanished into the mountain, and then followed after her guide. Datu's home was warm and welcoming as were all the resident cats. He exchanged nuzzles and gave out the fish, letting Anagolai give the ribbons to the kittens, who were then instantly <laughs> smitten with her. This felt like home, which made her miss her Nanai and Tatai, her mom and dad. But the rest of her world? They didn't treat her like one of their own, as everyone in this world had. No one introduced her to new friends like Treasure did, no elder gods gave her guidance like Datu. None of the younger gods looked up to her like these kittens. Oh, I love this place, and I never want to leave. Anagolai told Datu, patting her full stomach after a delicious meal of grilled fish. She murmured, Everyone sees me here. Well, of course, we all know what it's like to feel lost or forgotten. Datu replied, placing a paw on her hand and his fuzzy forehead against hers. 
But I wouldn't be so quick to abandon your world. I believe you could still do some good there. Anagolai snorted. <laughs> sure, like that was likely. She still didn't even have a thing. Just sleep on it, please. Datu's golden eyes held Anagole's dark brown ones, waiting for her response. Okay. She finally agreed. Before bed, Anagolai asked if Datu might tell her a bedtime story, like her parents would. Knowing how intrigued she was by the mountain of memories, he told her how the memories float around like ghosts through the many caverns. Then his voice dropped low. Some even say, if you go deep into the mountain, you might never make it out because the memories are drawn to the living and the living drawn to them. And there are enough memories in there to keep a person occupied for a million lifetimes. <sighs> Spooky, isn't it? This did not help Anagolai sleep, but it did fuel her curiosity. After Dato left, Anagolai snuck out and trekked to the mountain, determined to learn more about this mysterious place and these precious lost memories. Who did they belong to? How did they come to be here? As she approached a bright blue memory hovering around the base, Anagolai could hear sounds, words even, coming from the memory. A boy asking his mother for a pet snake. Anagolai followed the unclouded memory into the mountain, but she didn't hear the mother's response because she turned down another tunnel after spotting and following a memory shrouded in fog. The green memory from before? She could almost feel it calling to her. When she finally caught up to the memory, the deep chill of the mist around it washed over her. She wasn't sure if this would work, but she took a big breath and tried to blow the fog away. It finally dispersed, and the bright green memory bounced happily before her, now free. The young goddess approached it, and it buzzed into her outstretched hands. In the green light, she could see another little brown girl, much like herself. But this girl was a ten-year-old human, with dark curly hair and light brown eyes. The girl appeared to be making some kind of ointment, and then applying it to a boy's burn. The girl looked happy with her work, and the boy pulled her in for a hug. His smile no longer pained. The boy thanked her and called her Clelany. This girl Clelany was a healer. There was so much joy, care, and skill in this moment. Anagolai thought, I could be a healer too. I'd love to help people like that. I must find her. Um, could you lead me to her? Anagolai asked the memory. It buzzed in her hand and then sped off, but it seemed to be heading deeper into the mountain. Datu's words came to mind. Should she follow this rogue remembrance, possibly getting stuck here watching memories forever? She couldn't pass this up. Anagolai raced after it, dodging countless memories, hearing their siren calls. But she kept her eyes on the healer's green memory, letting it guide her forward. Finally, the memory stopped in a cavernous pocket of the mountain, a still pond at the center of it. There were golden lights shining from the bottom of the pond, 
like coins in a fountain. Kleleni's memory hovered over a particular golden light, and Anagolai reached in to grab it. The water was frigid, even colder than the fog, but the small golden orb was warm in her hands. Anagolai could see the healer in it. An older Kleleni, traveling from village to city, healing all who needed it, not just those with the money to pay. She was even starting a free hospital in some place called Freshwater. It was beautiful. Anagolai wondered what this was, since it was clearly not in the past. She tried to get the orb to float like the green memory, but it would not move. Still, this should come with me too, Anagolai thought. Then the energetic green memory zipped around Anagolai, filling her with the sounds and images of this healer and the town where she lived. Freshwater. That name again. So familiar. I have to get there, she thought. And that was when the same dark sliver that led her to this realm, that dark curtain, appeared in the corner of Anagolai's eye. She let herself fall into it, and she landed softly on the floor of a quiet home, quickly smothering the golden green light so as not to surprise its residents. The recipe was three leaves of smashed or cut. Which was it? I think... Ugh, it's hopeless, a voice in the home said. Anagolai could feel the vibrating of the memory intensify until it was practically tickling her. She couldn't stop the laugh from escaping. <laughs> Who's there? The voice in the dark asked. The bright green memory wiggled out from under Anagolai and flew toward the voice, lighting up the face of Kleleni. It collided with her forehead and disappeared, and Kleleni's eyes widened. Smashed? Smashed! And then simmered until it's a thick paste. I remembered it, but but how? That green thing was your memory. Anagolai answered her softly. She didn't want to scare this human. Kleleni's eyes hardened. She grabbed her pillow and held it like a sword. Who are you? And why did you have my memory? Uh, I'm a... My name is Anagolai. I'm a... Goddess. Kleleni lowered the pillow. She was curious now. Oh, goddess of what? Of, um, well, healing, maybe. I hoped you might help me with that, Anagolai said. Kleleni turned away, frowning. I can't. I'm barely a healer myself anymore. Since the storm when I got sick, I haven't been able to remember the techniques or the recipes. It's like there's this fog that keeps hiding them away. And if I can't remember them, then my hope of being a healer is lost. Anagolai remembered the way the green memory was obscured, and she remembered the golden orb still cradled in her arms. She realized what it was. I don't think it's lost anymore. Anagolai gently placed the golden orb, Kleleni's hope, onto the bed next to its person. But I think it does need some healing. Anagolai took Kleleni's hand and gave it a reassuring squeeze, and the human girl then slowly reached for her hope. She brought it to her lips and whispered healing words. Where once it was warm, now it was blazing. 
The golden hope crackled with life and sped into Clelany's chest. The human girl shed some tears of relief and held her hand to her heart. After a moment, she looked up at Anagolai, smiling brightly at her. And now, to help you be a healer. The goddess and the human spent the rest of the night talking about the wonders of the realm of lost things and trying to brew, gather, and work through different healing techniques and recipes. But none of it was sticking for Anagolai. It was hopeless. Anagolai sighed. <sighs> that's all right. Just another thing that's not for me. I'll just go back to the realm of lost things. Ugh. I wish I could come with you. Then I could go to that mountain where the fog takes my memories and get them all back. Clelany exclaimed. And that gave Anagolai an idea. I can go back there and try to bring back as many memories as I can. I can't guarantee I can find them all or, or get rid of all the fog, but I can try. I will try. Seriously? Whatever you can do is perfect. Thank you for this and for all you've already done. The human girl threw herself at Anagolai, wrapping her in a tight embrace. Anagolai slowly hugged her back. She actually finally helped someone. But... The sun was rising, and the town was waking up. And now it was time to go. Anagolai, wait! Do you think you could also... Clelany's eyes narrowed as an idea came to her mind. There was that storm when I got sick, and the town sign was lost in the rainwaters. It's our town's very first marker, and it means a great deal to us. Do you think you could find it? I... I can definitely try. In fact, fresh water, fresh water, fresh water! Anagolai remembered exactly where that sign was, the Lake of Lost Loves. And so Anagolai went through the dark curtain, even easier to find than the last time, as if she was meant to do this, and traveled back to the realm of lost things, with Datu, the kittens, and the toys' help. She freed the freshwater town sign from the ground and even gave it a fresh coat of paint. When Anagolai arrived back at freshwater with the sign, she was surrounded by the townsfolk whom Clelany had gathered. The young healer led them in cheers for Anagolai, and they all enclosed her in the biggest hug the goddess had ever seen or experienced. All of freshwater held a party to celebrate the lost sign coming home, and to thank Anagolai for her service. There was delicious food and drink, and Anagolai was invited to play every game, never a last pick. Who needs the approval of other deities when I've got this, she thought. Out of breath from the last game, the human girl and the young goddess rested. Clelany <laughs> took Anagolai's hand. You know, I think I know who you are now. <laughs> oh yeah? Who am I? Anagolai asked, suddenly nervous. Clelany squeezed her hand. You're Anagolai, the goddess of lost things. Anagolai felt a warmth in her chest grow into a bright flame, a hope Anagolai had never felt for herself. And thus, Anagolai was named, her title, found amongst the lost. You know, there's even an asteroid that was named after her. 
Hers was chosen out of a thousand suggested names to name this newfound asteroid. So if you ever lose anything, look up to the sky or at the freshwater town sign and think of my friend Anagoli. And maybe she can help you find something you've lost. was Anagoli and the Realm of Lost Things, written by Caitlin Kenny, produced by Tessa Flannery, performed by Rowanna Cruz and Rebecca Cunningham, executive produced by Rebecca Cunningham. Girl Tales is a Cordelia Studios production. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love this story, share it with a friend. Grownups, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. And grownups, don't forget you can get access to ad-free episodes of the Girl Tales podcast, as well as a range of other shows for the kids in your life by subscribing to Star Glow Plus on Apple Podcasts. Oh, and remember, I believe in you.